And we're back. Matt and Jordan, the Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam of NBA Podcasts. Big dog ball who's talk. Who? Who's, who? who's who? Come on. Mm, it depends on the day. Depends on the day. I mean, we're both. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't really think either one of us would really classify as Pascal. Uh, I do like to go down low and throw up some wild spin moves and hook shots. Yeah, you, you do I, some I, crazy spins, Matt. Come on. I like to play down low. I like to play hard. Usually, I, I, I make the, the criminal mistakes. I either want the contact too much or I don't think there's going to be any. And I go, it's, I actually had my last run, there was twice, shout out to, to Ray, uh, you know, playing playing good defense, a uh, guy I pick up with. Uh, you know, I was coming in, barreled down, I did like, you know, a little Blake Griffin, his vintage, uh, I kind of stole, he, maybe he learned that from me actually, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I did that like, hard, double, like dribble off the ground, like off the bounce, hop, yeah. step in, and I, I threw my shoulder like kind of almost backwards so I could kind of get the contact. And I was ready to play. Like sometimes that helps. Like real hoopers know, you know, you want the contact. Sometimes you're like you're asking for it. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a big dog mentality, right? So I go up to take yeah. contact, and then he's not even there. So I pretty much just fucking fly, and I'm doing like a fadeaway <laughs> layup. I'm not expecting it. I, I that shit didn't even hit the rim. Uh, and then the second time comes up, and I'm like, okay, well he doesn't want any smoke. He doesn't want any of this contact. So I went up for a little soft layup, thinking it's wide open. And this guy LeBron James swats me from behind. <laughs> Our ball still because when I went off him, but I mean, yeah. Kind of embarrassing, but uh, I hit the game winner that day to end off the day. So who cares? All right, yeah, you're good, you're good. But everybody, welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. Jordan, how's the day going, man? You're sipping on some kind of weird foreign imported beer, uh, as always. This is James Reddy, Matt. It's five point five percent. All right, Jeez. it's good bang for your buck. Uh, I don't know if it's what is it British? I what about a PBR extra? No, don't give me that. I, I can't mm. do PBR. No. Uh, our friend Alex drank it way too much in high school. I. I can't even touch this stuff anymore, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm doing my thing. Uh, another, another pretty depressingly gray day here in Toronto, yeah. but, uh, but we got basketball to watch, so can't complain. Clay, it's clay day, baby. It's clay day. We're recording on clay day. I haven't, I don't actually remember seeing a basketball player get this much love, uh, like coming off of an injury, even like, I don't think even Kevin Durant, it felt like got this much. No love chance. Back. No. It's weird. Like, I think I think it's because Clay Thompson is like the the working man's superstar. He's like the, the kind of blue collar guy everyone can get behind because uh, he's you know he's not too flashy even though he's one of the best shooters we ever we've ever seen. But big meme guy too. Big meme guy. Big you know every, everyone loves him. Uh, you know he didn't uh, he didn't join a seventy three and nine team uh, that he was up three one against uh, the next year. Maybe that explains you know the KD part of it. But uh, yeah, Clay Day. Everyone's everyone's happy to see him back. Me included, man. This is great. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been exciting, and uh, you know, agreeing with you, you know, it's it's it is. I, I can't think of the last time a return for a player has been this hyped up. Because again, even we were previewing this on uh, the Friday episode of the podcast. Uh, if you haven't yeah. listened to it, head back there. A lot of good uh, conversations in that episode. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been crazy as of late to see just the the reaction for certain players. Uh, and well, I mean, we're going to get into it uh, a little bit later about how some uh, home crowds treat their players uh, opposed to others. But I mean, this isn't just Warriors fans. This is everybody. I mean, Raptors fans are kind of having fun with the whole, uh, you know, it's been uh, two years since we won the championship, not two years yep. since, uh, since Clay's been out. Um, I mean, yeah. I saw I saw something and it really like, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, you, you, do you want to feel old? 10 years ago, Jurassic Park three aired or something you know what i mean like there's always <laughs> yeah, weird stuff yeah. like that uh obviously it's probably been longer but yeah i mean one of the uh th- the biggest things that i saw that really impacted me was old town road was the number one song <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh blake went, or blake griffin when uh clay thompson went down last so i mean 
Uh, a lot has changed. No such thing as COVID back then. So maybe with Clay's returns, things will start to diminish and we'll go back to that. Well, I was going to say, Matt, like it, it's Clay Thompson's playing for the Warriors. They're playing against the Cavs. Both the Cavs and the Warriors are in, yep. firmly in the playoff conversation. Like, what is this, 2017? Like, we uh, pandemic's in the rearview view mirror, man. I'm telling you, this is signaling the end. We're uh, back to normalcy. I love it. Hey, I, I hope so. And I mean, uh, LeBron, if there's ever a time to go home, now's the time to do it. It looks yeah, like uh, come on, Cle- Cleveland's probably One more time would be a better, uh, would be a better situation than he's got in uh, LA right now. That's for sure. Yep. Be, but I mean, yeah, it's been great. Uh, I mean, it was nice that Steph was, uh, you know, we said we weren't sure how long he was uh, actually going to be out uh, with the, uh, his quad injury. Obviously it was pretty much nothing. I uh, yep. came right back, uh, which is great to see his, uh, his fellow splash brother playing alongside with him. Uh and on top of that, I mean, we, we were talking about right before the podcast, because I, if you blink, you would have missed it on the tip off of the, of the game. Draymond yeah. Green, you know, was not supposed to be playing in the game uh, and then ends up coming out, you know, suits up. He was saying he's not a big dress up or celebrating guy. But he was all ready to go for clay day. Everyone's sharing their favorite <laughs> clay moments. And uh, Draymond checks in to start just so he, he, he gets like a little ceremonial bullshit. There he he gets to go up. the The Cavs win the tip off, and Draymond runs up to Darius Garland. Garland waits like it was obviously a pre-discussed thing. Draymond intentionally fouls and just kind of touches him, uh, which I I don't like either. I mean, like I the refs shouldn't be in cahoots with what's a foul, what's not. Like you should he should have yeah. went over and like pushed him over and got ejected yeah. or something. Uh, really wanted <laughs> to get out. Would have been the more Draymond thing to do: kick him in the nuts and just get ejected. Exactly. Man. That's yeah, Draymond's classic. That's a that's more of a you know homage to his time playing with Clay, uh, if, if anything. Exactly. exactly. Um, but in uh, I mean it's still going on as we're speaking. Uh, we're recording this uh, just after ten o'clock Eastern uh, with uh, this game still going. And I mean Clay's been solid. Uh, it's been he hasn't been. I mean we we didn't expect him to be you know, dropping you know fifty points in his first game back or something. Uh, yeah. but you know, we've seen some vintage clay moments. Uh, he's been, he's been doing his thing. He had a nice, uh, big dunk earlier on in the game as well. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Jordan, from what you were able to see, I mean, uh, what, what have you thought of how clay looks like? I mean, uh, do you think that this is better or worse or just about where you were thinking he'd be? Yeah, I, I guess this is a pretty like realistic, uh, you know, comeback game for him. Obviously, you know, Steve Kerr hasn't played him that much. He's played Cool 19 minutes so far. Uh, I'm looking at the stats right now. And Clay Thompson's only played 13 minutes, uh, it looks like. He's got 14 points, zero rebounds, zero assists. So, uh, you know, he, he's just out there to, to fire away a little bit. He hit, hit a couple threes, which, which is, you know, a good sign. Uh, everyone loves to see, see that happening again. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's been solid. Um, and more, more than anything, the, the Warriors are blowing out the Cavs. They're up 83-63 right now, about 10 minutes left to go in the game. And, uh, you know, holding the Cavs to, to 63 points, that's, uh, that's some pretty remarkable defense so far in this game, especially without Draymond. Um, and, you know, the Warriors are, are clicking. you got Steph going off. Uh, you know, he's doing his thing from, from deep and, and from everywhere, everywhere. He's got five boards, five assists, too, as we speak right now. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's a classic clay game because all he wants to do is win. Uh, he doesn't really care about the shine. Uh, it's kind of like what we were saying earlier. He's, he's the guy everyone loves because – you know, he's, he's, he's cool taking kind of a back seat uh, when it comes to the spotlight. He just wants to win. Um, and, uh, you know, that's what's happening. So, you know, all things considered, especially if you ask him after the game, I'm sure he's yeah. just going to say, you know, uh, happy we got to win. Uh, he obviously, you know, Steve, Steve Kerr wasn't going to push him too, too hard here and play him, you know, all game or anything like that. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's good because it, we don't, we don't want, I think right away a, a situation where it's a close game and, 
you're maybe playing in more minutes than you really envisioned at the beginning. You still got to take it, take it slow. It's going to take some time. There's no way, you know, we've, we've heard it time and time again. There's no way to completely recreate like game NBA game intensity. And um, you know, that, that real feeling, it takes actual games under your belt to, to get back into the flow of things. So as long as, you know, as long as he's feeling good out there, uh, you know, shooting, shooting when he's got the confidence too, when he's open and playing in, in, in kind of the flow of the game, then, then I think that's a success because it's still going to take some time, but it's, uh, uh, it, it's just great to see him out there. And you, you see that if, uh, across the whole league of players shouting him out. You know, I saw Kyle Lowry and lots of guys who he's played against. Uh, it's, it's been a hell of a long time <laughs> since he's yeah. played and it's uh, way better for the league that he's back. So I think everyone's just, just happy to have him back, whatever that looks like. Well, and, and I think that the Warriors are in a they're in a really good situation right now to be having him come back, and they can really ease him into this. Like over the next yeah. like couple of weeks, really, he'll he'll he's no rush. Like it's no. not like they're battling for a playoff spot. Yeah, exactly. They can even you know play him one game, rest him one game, play him one game, rest him a game, uh, yeah. and, and just make sure he he gets to 100 percent by the time the playoffs come. Because I mean, again, if they're jockeying for you know the number one seed in the league. Uh, this isn't exactly uh, a time where they need to, you know, force anything out of him. Uh, yeah. Obviously, yeah, last year, if he had returned, you know, when maybe he was originally slated before getting the uh, the secondary injury, uh, you know, things would be different. But, uh, I mean, yeah. as, as it stands right now, the Warriors are just getting more and more loaded. Uh, again, we'll, <laughs> we'll wait. Maybe we'll have a Wiseman day when Wiseman comes back. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll show his, like, game highs of, like, 18 <laughs> points or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It, it, but yeah, it's, it's been great to see. And I, I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier there, a lot of, uh, you know, meme pages, uh, in, uh, you know, any kind of uh, media outlet, whether it's TV or uh, digital, whatever uh, way you like to digest your content. Uh, we're all sharing, you know, uh, the, the favorite Clay Thompson moments in honor of Clay Day and his return. Um, and, and again, crazy to think he still isn't on the NBA top 76 slash 75, whatever you want to call it, uh, team. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, uh, I, I don't know many of the other players on that list that would get kind of this kind of a reaction on the return. Um, yeah. but, uh, with Clay Thompson, I mean, my personal, if I'm going to pick one of those moments, cause that's kind of what's been going around. Uh, yeah. I mean, does it get better than game six clay against the thunder, uh, in 2016? Yeah. I mean, no, no Steph Curry. Uh, he, you know, everyone thinks that, you know, it's a, it's a done deal. You know, they were down three, one uh you know they got the a close win if i remember right at home to to get there but it was in okc as well and he comes out and he hits something like 11 threes i think i don't yep, remember exactly 11 i think yep and, and, and it was just absolutely on fire uh and yeah. that's just kind of who clay is i mean once he's on fire there's no stopping him he's gonna hit a shot no matter what he's gonna find space and uh, i mean that that helped them get to the finals that year obviously they ended up blowing their own 3-1 lead later on and then they ended up getting kevin durant and then it was a whole different saga but again if there's no yeah. game six clay the, the ramifications of the NBA history. Like, could you imagine if it was Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook taking on uh, that three, uh, one uh, Cleveland Cavaliers team? I mean, that would yeah. have been very close. You could, we could have yeah. uh, seen oh, Russell yeah. Westbrook actually win a championship. Kevin Durant win one on his own uh, with like on his own merits. I mean, and then he probably doesn't go and join goal. I mean, it's, it's all speculation, but uh, that that's gotta be up there for my favorite clay moments uh, that and the, the failed three sixty dunk in china yeah. uh, which actually is the, the funniest thing about that is that was apparently like one of multiple takes that he missed like five oh in a row God. trying to do these dunks and then finally yeah he's yeah, that was the one that they they had recorded i guess but uh yeah, i mean jordan yeah. do you have do you have any personal favorite clay moments whether it's on or off the court oh it's got to be game six play against okc like that that's the one that 
that sticks out because yeah, it was 11 threes and it was some of the most like, well, uh, at least from what I remember seeing, like there may be some here and there, but in terms of audacious, like three point shots, like shots, they like, Oh my God, is he really going to take that? Like in that sort of high pressure environment, I haven't even, I haven't even seen Steph hit that level of like, Oh my God, threes. Like, Clay Except was that one up. pull up against the Thunder in the in the the oh, overtime. Yeah. That was yeah, but but yeah, that so one I, was I crazy. But this was in the playoffs, like the most yeah. like like uh, in a in a uh, elimination game. Like they they needed that win, and in OKC, everyone knows, especially back then, that place was rocking. One of the hardest places to play. You could probably barely hear anything. Um, like we we know how loud it gets in there. And he was just you know as, the second he got the ball over half court, he was a threat, and he was hitting from everywhere from every angle from three 41 points uh it was insane and like the the all the love Steph curry gets he's obviously the the head of the snake of this warriors team of this dynasty but they lose that game things are completely different like if clay doesn't go off like that they probably do lose okc's talk about differently i think you're right i don't think um unless you know okc then plays uh lebron and the Cavs in the finals and then, you know, they lose. Maybe KD still does go and join the Warriors, but sure. nothing is for certain. Like, they could have easily beat that Cavs team, and then I, I don't think KD does leave. Like, that's a, a performance that kind of changed the whole – or, you know, hypothetically yeah. potentially changed the whole balance of the league. There would never um, be a Warriors dynasty to begin with. No, well, exactly. Um, and, you know, that, that was just crazy. And as a Raptors fan, seeing in ga- Game 6 Clay engage oh, again against us – that was the scariest moment ever. Like to, to, to think like this guy who's done this before in a game six and we know can just go nuclear. He was like, he hit that one pull up. I remember, right. I think it was right before he, you know, before this, this whole kind of injury um, saga happened when, when he went up for the, the dunk and, you know, um, uh, Danny green from behind kind of blocked it away. And when he, when he initially got injured, like he hit a crazy three, like a pull up from deep, yeah. Um, like way behind the line, but also dead on, like one of the hardest, hardest shots to hit. And, uh, you know, Oracle was going crazy. I, I was convinced because I've had the feeling before that the Raptors were going to blow this. Yeah. Um, and then it was going to go back to going to go back to Toronto for game seven. Um, and, and that was going to be very tense, too. Uh, so, you know, I, I've seen it kind of on both ends of the clay clay game six experience. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a fluke play. Obviously, Danny Green didn't mean to hurt him or anything mm-hmm. like a, that was all kind of. Uh, in basketball, but then you know the 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 fun, kind of warrior moment that really uh, shows you who Clay, Clay Thompson is. Like on a torn, was it ACL or MCL or, or I what, think it was whatever? An ACL what, was the the first, yeah. Yeah. So you know whatever knee ligament he 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 tore on that kind of fluke play, he goes back uh, and then he realizes he can't check in unless he shoots his free throws. Comes back out of the tunnel. Oracle obviously goes insane. Um, you know, you have the iconic moment of him coming back. And I believe he hit both those free throws before, uh, I think before so. he checked out. Uh, he's, uh, you know, always been a knockdown th- uh, free throw shooter. Um, but, you know, then he goes out and we, we tragically get the news. He doesn't return to the game. And then we, we haven't seen him since. But, uh, you know, th- those two moments, the, the, the game six OKC, the kind of imminent game six that, you know, uh, obviously you don't want to see, see, see anyone get hurt. But, uh, you know, in some sense, luckily, because the Raptors went on to win. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the championship, um, you know, the, the, to see that imminently happening uh, and to watch that and then, yeah, watch him come out just like Kobe did after he tore his Achilles and, and shoot both those free throws. It was, uh, you know, really testament to who he is. And uh, yeah, like I said, I think that's why everyone loves him. He's just a guy who 
is about the work. Um, and yeah. you know, it's, it's so easy to, to be a fan of his game. And uh, he, he's not a guy who's super flashy or like someone you can't relate to, like, you know, as much as Giannis and like LeBron are great. Uh, it's hard for kids to really be like, Oh yeah, I, I, I want to be like one of those two guys. Cause they're such freak athletes, but sure. Ray Thompson's just, you know, in the, the vast uh, sort of, pool of nba players he's not the most uber athletic guy someone everyone can relate to and um he's just a guy who yeah is all about the work and uh you know i i just love seeing him back in the nba i I can't stress that enough and i think that's why he's got such a warm reception um he's just a guy everyone loves and uh it's, it's great to see him back yeah uh no no disagreements for me on that one uh hopefully clay will be uh back to 100 percent, dropping crazy games and uh more moments yeah. uh, soon to come uh but to shift our focus here we're gonna now talk about a game from last night a uh, bit of an upset the shorthanded miami heat uh absolutely handing it to the the phoenix suns a 23 point victory 123 to 100 uh in favor of the heat in phoenix uh, no, a pretty hard place to get a win at uh, these days. Uh, I mean, a big, big shout out to Omer Yurt Seven. Uh, he's been yep. absolutely phenomenal in uh, you know the absence of Bam Adebayo. You know, it's his first uh, full year in the league, I believe, maybe his first year ever in the league. Uh, you know, sixteen boards, eight assists. He, he didn't shoot phenomenally, but I mean, when you got the Honky Boys, uh, Hero and Robinson coming off yep. the bench and combining for sixty, I mean, uh, that, that's all you really need. And I mean uh everybody was just shooting uh, lights out it was hard it was a three and d game for for everybody all around i mean uh kyle lauer was hitting threes uh, max Struess was hitting threes uh it, it, it was something to see and it's it's kind of funny because that's kind of the same style uh that the Suns like to play is a lot yeah, of threes yeah. fast pace and then playing hard defense on the other side so i mean uh, for a team that say, you know, was down Jimmy Butler, who's arguably the, you know, their most important player, Bam Adebayo is still out. And, uh, you know, Victor Oladipo, another, uh, one of those forgotten, uh, luxury pieces that they have, uh, on that, uh, that small contract, uh, you know, he's coming back very soon, Jordan. Uh, and, uh, he's a, a, a pro, uh, he, he was, I mean, when, when he's healthy, he can be a, a complete game changer. One of the best, uh, yep. defensive two guards in the league, uh, and, and can definitely run some point guard when needed as well. I mean, uh, what do you think about this Miami heat depth in it, uh, going forward? Yeah, the, the depth has been, uh, such a surprise because honestly, like the beginning of the year, you thought depth was going to maybe be their problem. And especially like yeah. offensive depth, like we, we knew they were going to be a good defensive team when you have Lowry and, and Butler and Tucker and, and Bam and, you know, all these guys, but you, you're thinking, how are they going to score the ball? And, you know, how are they going to get contributions from all these kind of unknown guys? Like, um, I forget which Martin it is. I believe it's Caleb. Yeah. Caleb Martin. Yeah. Um, who, who, you know, has played well for the Hornets when he was there, but it's kind of like a, a little hidden gem that the, the heat have picked up and who's been giving them really good minutes. Um, you've got Struess coming out of nowhere, almost this season too. other guys like that. Um, and, you know, Kyle guy even got some, some minutes in that game. He, he only uh, scored two points, but like the, the heat are showing kind of like the Raptors do that. They're a really good developmental organization that can yeah. find these, little gems uh, on the fringes here that other teams, you know, will, will walk away from and not want to put the work into. Um, and, you know, that's the sign of, you know, to me of a really good organization. That's the Spursian uh, kind of philosophy of taking guys off the scrap heap, development, de- developing them and turning them into, you know, good NBA players and good system players for you so that you can always kind of almost guarantee you've got a good regular season record. Cause yeah. even when your big guys go down, you've got guys, willing to just step up and, and fill those shoes. So um, it, it was, it, it really felt too kind of like 
an old fashioned Kyle Lowry led Raptors win where yep. you think that you've got no chance, but you know, and, and again, he, he doesn't, his, his stats don't jump off the page for you. He only had 14 points um, and two rebounds, but he had 13 assists. He shot the ball really efficiently um, 50% from the field. And he was a team high plus 28, like uh, which kind of, you know, the advanced, advanced numbers kind of tell you, uh, you know, the story of the sort of the way he affected the game without yeah. you really realizing it, you know, he was setting guys up. He was really controlling the pace um, and, you know, out there against another guy who likes to do that. And Chris Paul um, it's, you know, all that more impressive. And uh, you know, the, it, the, the reason it's so lopsided, I think too, was because yeah, the honky boys hero and Robert Robinson came off, uh, you know, ab- both off the bench, absolutely uh, white hot from deep. Um, <laughs> there you go. Hitting, white hot. Hitting, yeah, that, that was, uh, that was uh, actually an accident. Wow. But, but I'm going to use that specifically nice. for those guys from now on, but uh, yeah, hero three for four and Duncan Robinson had hit eight, eight for 16 uh, from deep. And uh, these guys, uh, when they're on, they're two of the best shooters in the league. And, you know, uh, when, when play, the playoffs come, I think that's going to be something to watch for the heat. Mm-hmm. If those guys can really be, on fire from deep that's going to open so many driving lanes up for for jimmy butler the the, the middle is going to be wide open for bam and even for kyle you know and the, the odd game when he takes over offensively and uh yeah they, the heat look really good they look really deep and uh like that team you know c- kind of the dark horse that you were talking about earlier in the season that could possibly beat beat the heavyweights like yeah. uh, brooklyn or Mo- milwaukee if things you know things break right and uh yeah it, hell of a win not one you'd expect to because Phoenix uh, has it pretty much everyone like they've, they've got a pretty full roster. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think maybe it was one of those instances where, you know, Phoenix kind of, you know, they, they get their uh, scouting report before the game. They see Butler's out, they see Bam's out. They think, you know, this might be kind of an easy win for us. And then they, uh, well, especially you know, they a lot of these no namers starting it well, off too. Exactly. And you know, the, the, the heat come out, they say, you know, screw that. We're, we're going to come out and play hard. The sons get punched in the mouth mouth and they, they, they can't really recover. Um, you know, like, Devin Booker had a pretty good game, but again, I, I, I think he's having too many games when the, when the Suns lose, where he is, um, his point total is okay, but he's inefficient. Like he shot five for 15, which is not great. Um, and you know, he, he had 26 points, uh, to, to lead the team, but, uh, when he's inefficient, I think Phoenix, that's when Phoenix tends to lose slash get blown out like the odd time that they do. Um, and you know, you, you want kind of more balanced contributions from other guys. If Booker's shot isn't on that mm. night. Um, I think sometimes he takes the Mamba mentality a little bit too, uh, too literally, yeah. too seriously, you know, keep, just keep shooting through the, through the slump, you know, the, the famous Kobe quote, you know, he, he'd rather go like 10 for 26 yeah. or something than, than 10 for whatever. Cause he means he's lost confidence, but I'm like, Kobe, I, I love the attitude, but also, you know, sometimes it's not that simple. Um, and, you know, get the Chris Paul played, well, exa- exactly. Uh, you know, Chris Paul played okay, but not a good offensive game really, you know, uh, in the grand scheme of things for him. Um, and then you're just kind of lacking from production across the board. Um, Jay Crowder, a guy they rely on only had three and uh, Bridges had 20. And, you know, I, I think, I think uh, from the sun side of things, they could really use one more guy, even if it's off the bench to help them score. I think sometimes mm-hmm. they struggle to score, honestly. Um, and so, you know, if I was them, I'd maybe be sniffing around again. We've talked about it a bunch of times. It's trade season. Um, and, you know, one, one little upgrade, I think I'd, I'd like their chances a little bit more out west because uh you know we're talking about clay day and all this you know phoenix has ambitions to get out of the west again and it's gonna yeah. be tough to beat the warriors so if, yeah. if i were them i'd i'd try and retool because they've looked really good this season at times but you know that you see games like this and you think oh they could they could really use another guy well and, and i definitely agree uh that at times it doesn't look like the scoring's all there i mean a lot of that uh that weight rests on devin booker's shoulders 
Um, yeah. But uh, if you uh, just to just mention it before I forget, it, as a testament to the Heat's defense, uh, if you want to look at one stat in particular, I mean, Chris Paul, four turnovers. I mean, that doesn't seem yeah. like a ton for someone who plays and is involved that much uh, with the ball in their hands. But I mean, for Chris Paul, a guy who almost That's never yep. turns yep. the ball over. Uh, I mean, one or two is uh, is a bad game uh, for him. So for four, that's that's pretty insane. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I I do agree. I mean, again, but this this comes down to again, we've we've talked about this before about the Suns. DeAndre Ayton's got to step up, and whether that's yeah, a, yeah. a direct, uh, you know, they need to give him the green light and start, uh, you know, game planning around him having these scoring opportunities, uh, or if this is just going to be him getting the ball, being a bully, and you know, being a big dog down low and making himself known. I mean, you're the number one overall pick for a reason. You've got the skill. We've seen it before. Uh, there's no reason that you know uh, Yurt Seven should be out playing you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's something that you know if i'm a suns fan you know it's something to be concerned about because again in the playoffs when it comes down to it like sometimes it feels like you know you can't buy a bucket uh playoff basketball is a totally different animal than regular season uh, the defense is at a whole other level the refs are letting you play more so you know the teams that are better defensively and again that was why the heat going into this uh, season were uh, kind of my dark horse and uh, probably my pick to get out of the east was just because i was like who the hell is going to be able to score on these guys and uh, I, I still feel that way. So we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, how the Heat kind of keep going. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's looking like the Heat are going to be legit. And with Victor Oladipo coming back, uh, it's just going to get better. But, I, I, again, everybody, don't sleep on the Miami Heat. They're coming for you. Kyle Lowry, heart of a champion. Uh, and, and who knows, maybe uh, finals MVP. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but uh, to kick it off with a, a, another topic that's been hot lately, uh, the New York Knicks. Uh, had an absolute wild, absolutely wild game on Friday night. Uh, Maple Mamba, RJ Barrett, uh, with the the banked buzzer beater, looking like something out of uh, March Madness. Uh, which yeah. I, you know he knows a lot about that. Uh, a good old Duke boy himself. Um, yeah. Evan Fournier uh, was in his baguette, I believe was uh, the term people were using. Uh, definitely, uh, <laughs> he, you know, the uh, he, one loves, thing... he loves playing against the Celtics, man. That's, that's the oh, only yeah. team he plays well against. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. You know, dropping a career high, I had like 10 threes, I believe it was 41 points uh, total on the night. Um, yeah. and, and Julius Randle, you know, still people and, and something that we called coming into the season. So if anyone, you know, wants to, you know, show, show us some love, uh, you know, uh, and, and be like, Hey, these guys know what the, the hell they're talking about. Julius Randle is really struggling this year. We said going to be a fluke year last year, uh, really yeah. easy to game plan against not number one guy. We're kind of seeing it right now as the Knicks continue to kind of struggle on and off. Uh, and especially with Randall not playing very well. Um, yeah. But Randall, you know, when the, the Knicks fans were cheering, even when they were doing well, uh, you know, he turned and he, he gave the crowd the, the Dikembe Mutombo thumbs down, uh, yeah. which, you know, kind of rustled, uh, you know, a lot of people and was confusing a lot of people. Uh, and in the post-game interview being asked, uh, you know, what does that mean? Him saying, uh, it means shut the fuck up. It uh, didn't, it uh, doesn't help. And then he comes out with like a thing, like he just told like his mom she that he hates her or something. Going, uh, oh, uh, uh, you know, sometimes you just say the the worst things to the people you care about the most. <laughs> and it's like, shut up, man! Like you're just saying that because your agent and the coaches and everyone's on your ass. Like it's you obviously you meant it. And I'm, I mean, playing for the for New York, everybody knows. I mean, Gilbert Arenas actually called him out about it uh, a week or two before that. Yeah, uh, about yeah. the Knicks booing him, saying, you know, well, you're not giving them any reason to cheer for you. You're pretty much uh, an away game every day for you. Um, yeah. So you, you definitely have to feel for Randall in that situation. I was telling you uh, off air, uh, you know, the, there was a Mets player as well uh, who was, you know, giving the thumbs down when he would get on base last season because of, uh, you know, the New York fans heckling them 
uh, at home. And, and, and that kind of, you know, one, I want to get your thoughts on just the, the Knicks in, uh, in total, but I think the discussion needs to be had also, you know, is booing your home team, uh, like, does it make sense? Uh, and something I, you know, I think that a lot of people it's, it's talked about, but never as a, an actual focal point of a situation. So first I want to get your, yeah. your thoughts though on, on Randall and we'll kind of pivot eventually over to, to talking about the grand scheme of things. Yeah. 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 Well, honestly, I, I love it. I wish he had just, I wish he had just like rolled with it. I didn't, I didn't yeah. see why he needed to apologize. Like, if you feel that way, then good. Like it's, it feels like, like we're going to get into, you know, fans booing and whatnot, but like, Fans have that uh, ability to cheer for a team or boo for them when they're not, you know, when they, when they don't think they're they're playing up to the standard that they expect. Yeah. Um, and Julius Randle, as a player, he should be able to like hype up the crowd. Or if he heard them booing uh, earlier, and you know now he hears them hears them cheering, he should be able to put his thumb down. I, I don't I don't see what what the sort of big problem was. And he Maybe was fined for that too. Actually, I forgot to mention. Well, exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm like really like well, I don't know why the league had to do it like maybe it had something to do with the you know shut the fuck up concert or comments <laughs> yeah. i should say like that's kind of unnecessary if you had just left it at the you know thumbs down uh i i don't i didn't see a problem with it i kind of liked it i like the kind of back and forth um kind of you know nature of things you know if, 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 like i said if the fans can do it i think the players should should be able to do it and sure. uh, you know putting myself in, in his shoes i would be kind of annoyed if you know you're you're playing like crap down big to the celtics you, you know you get booze um, you know, ringing out. And then when you put in all the work as a player and a team to get back into the game and then the crowds, you know, back into it and cheering again, it's like, you know, uh, I, I can the fuck up. See, yeah. I can see the frustration <laughs> um, because, and I just want to say, and we're going to, this is maybe kind of transitioning into the booing thing. I have never heard booze at a Raptors game ever uh, in it. Like maybe every once, I maybe, yeah. maybe from like a section, but not in the way you hear booze from like Philly and Boston oh, and New no. York. Yeah. Um, like the Raptors fans know that even if, a, even if our team is bad, even if our players are kind of shit, uh, like we, we still just appreciate the product. We still appreciate even being able to go and watch a basketball game. So Sadly, I, I really we, we also know that we aren't, we're not really a hot destination for free agents. So if we well, piss exactly, off the players we get, exactly. we're not, get, we're not getting well, that's what I mean. That's my point is like, we, we understand sort of the fragile nature of it. Like, I don't think we would dare kind of like boo. Cause, cause again, like, you're not maybe, a guy that we roped up like $150 million well, exactly. into like, Holy shit. Exactly. But like, I may, maybe booze from, you know, in certain situations and especially, you know, maybe from certain sections, but like, I've never really heard as bad of the Raptors. Like, I was at game six uh, of uh, the Eastern Conference Finals uh, in uh, uh, 2016 yeah. when the Cavs came into Toronto and beat the Raptors. Paid like 350 bucks for a shitty nosebleed ticket. So I was like, this might be the farthest I ever see the Raptors go. Um, so, so I, and, and I was there. And that was the game that after, after the, the, uh, the Cavs won, LeBron had that interview with, with uh, Doris Burke. And yeah. the Cavs are supposed to be celebrating. But all you hear is cheers of let's go Raptors ringing out through the whole stadium. And LeBron's like, do you hear this? Do you hear this? This is the craziest thing I've ever been a part of, whatever, talking about the Raptors fans. Uh, yeah, that was one of me. Thank you very much. It wouldn't have been as loud. <laughs> You're leading but, the uh, chance. You were banging I, a drum. I was, I was, you had one of those was, big uh, red like flares going. I was swinging the towel, man. It was crazy. <laughs> but um, but like th that's, that's kind of – I feel like some fan bases have that attitude. Even when their team loses, like, I was pissed. That was a fucking, that was such an annoying game that we lost. Obviously we kind of overachieved to get to that point, 
and we never should have even been in a six game series with the Cavs who would Mm -hmm. go on to win the championship that year. But um, you know, it's uh, it's that kind of attitude of like, we're just happy to be here. Even if our team loses, Um, you know, we, 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 we just, we, we want to support them even in kind of through the bad times. Um, And I I rock with franchises like that and fan bases like that. Like if you're going to boo, uh, the Knicks, because uh, they're not having like that good of a season, and you, you, they're, you know, they're down to kind of your rival uh, yeah. Celtics, um, and you know, uh, they're, yeah, you guys got the freaking five seed last year, and you really want to recreate that, or I guess the four seed, um, and you know, the, you're pissed because the Knicks aren't quite as good as you thought. Like, I don't know, I, I'm just like, you know, d- don't boo. I, 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 I go like do it if you must. I'm not, I'm not saying you know you you shouldn't be allowed to boo, but. I go more the route of, you know, just support your guys. It's, it's really not that deep at the end of the day. Um, but like, if, if you are going to boo, don't be mad that someone like Julius Randle is going to tell you to shut the fuck up. Sure. Like, take it, take it. Like, yeah. you don't want to be booed if you're a player. So um, you, I kind of see both sides of the coin, but that's my take on it. Yeah. Like I, I rock with the franchises that are supportive no matter yeah. what, because I have to, sure. there'd be so many boos going on uh, yeah. throughout Raptors history. If, if that that was our mo, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm with the Nobu crowd. I mean, Bargiani would, yeah, he, he would have left way oh. earlier if that was if that was the case. Oh man, uh, yeah, and, and you know, I got to, I've got one point in general, but I got, I want to hammer my a quick Randall point as well. I think that it's almost worse that he did apologize for it, and again, I I, I'm yeah. sure that there were as external people outside in his camp and of management and stuff that were you know pressuring him to do it. But I think it kind of makes you look like a, a, a like a wuss. It, yeah. it kind of rolled over like you're like oh well i'm gonna like it's kind of like you know pushing someone and then not wanting to fight them or something it's like yeah yeah exactly it, it, i think if he pushed back you know maybe the the knicks fans would at least you know be able to respect the fact that he's tough and he's not just gonna yeah. you know, be pushed around uh on and off the court but then now if he does this then people are going okay well i'm gonna boom again and he's not gonna say <laughs> it this time because he got fined yeah. and the you know uh, yada 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 so it's uh, I, 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 do, I think it was actually a bad call on his point to apologize. Like if you're going to do things like that, and I think that's a, a, just a good staple for life. If you're going to do something, just back it. Cause yeah. it, you, you did it. You might as well back it. You can admit you were wrong, but you might as well be like in that moment, I a hundred percent agree with what I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I really hope that, you know, Randall, if this happens again, doesn't hesitate to, you know, maybe just like shrug his shoulders and like flip him off or something. Just start yeah, just do it. Just level. Do like it. who cares? Um, but, uh, and as a grand scheme of things, you know, I, I, I wanted to bring this up because people are, you know, and you, you, you yourself, you even mentioned this, that you don't see a lot of players get booed by home crowds. Well, it's yeah. true. Players don't. Coaches get absolutely booed to pieces. They get ripped. They get heckled. They're the most hated on, like, people in yeah, sports. Yeah. Uh, and, and But you never hear a coach go and say, oh, yeah, the fans are, uh, you know, shut the fuck up, don't talk to me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They always take it on the chin and keep going. And I get that yeah. that's part of the, you know, the job. You have to be the face of the team. Everything kind of – when everything goes wrong, it's your fault. When everything goes right, you know, your team's playing well. You know, it's not yeah. – never, yeah. never you. But at the same time, yeah, you never hear a coach go, oh, the fans were being ridiculous today or, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah, fans yeah. need to shut up. They always know how to do it. So maybe, you know – just take a, a lesson from the coaches. Cause uh, I mean, if coaches can deal with it, the players should be able to deal with it. I mean, they're on the exact same plane, essentially, obviously the players True. are the one physically involved playing the game, uh, yeah. but with other coaches, you know, where, where are you going to be? So uh, it, it, it's just interesting to me to think about because I, I, again, I personally not a, uh, not a fan of, you know, booing your own players as we, as we said. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but I will say sometimes it is warranted. There are times when oh, like, yeah. I, I've like been, they, when, again, you've seen it. 
when because I, I i get when i especially with the raptors but anything like if i've got money on a game and blah, blah, whatever you know i'm like what the fuck are you doing like i i don't know but that's the thing but i just don't know if i have the balls to boo in person that's another I know, thing. I know. it's hard to be in a situation where so many people like a collective group of people are all booing for one yeah. instant. because i would be like you know what like if i'm at a raptors game you start booing and you would think like, you know, there might be someone next to you drunk and they're like, oh, like uh, this guy's booing my team. Let's get in a fight. It's uh, <laughs> like, I mean, it's happened. And then I'll and then I'll be the poster boy for the the sons and four guy again or something, you know, like yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it, it's it's kind of a fine line, uh, the fine line to walk. So, uh, yeah, oh, you know why? You know why, Matt, Raptors fans don't boo? It's because our leader doesn't boo. It's because our leader, Nav Bacia, he would True. never boo. True. He, he, never. No matter what, after the toughest playoff losses, the worst mismanaged team the fucking the most disappointing that freaking sweep against the wizards mm-hmm. nambachia always always backs up our guys we, we really take the personality of our super fan man that that's yeah. that's how we roll lead by example is that you put it exactly right there um it's true but we'll, we'll see how the knicks uh how they respond how the fans respond how uh, julius randall responds to all this uh yeah. as the season goes on because you know right now they're still on that cusp you know i my we, we, uh, and again, I'll take one on the chin. You know, I said that the Heat were uh, that were a definite contender to to make it to the finals, but I also said the Knicks yep. could possibly find their way into the conference finals. <laughs> so uh, you know, Heat versus, uh, Heat versus Knicks, baby. Conference yeah, it's finals. a it's a it, you know sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. Uh, yeah, 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 fifty fifty. Uh, but you know, to move on. Uh, we're we're gonna have to talk about this because you know this is a real possibility. I mean, this is something. This was the. Uh, uh, I mean, I was about to say this was the conference finals last year. I think it just felt like it to everybody. But uh, the Bucks yeah. and the Nets, they squared off uh, in a possible uh, Eastern Conference finals preview on uh, Friday night as well. Uh, an interesting game, to say the least. Uh, Mike Budenholzer was out, uh, the head coach of the Bucks, uh, uh, due to COVID protocols. Drew Holiday, uh, I believe, was also out of that game. And yep. the Bucks looked dominant, Jordan. I mean, uh, yep. start to finish. The defense was there. Giannis, again, every time I watch him, I think he's getting better and better. He was hitting tough uh, jumpers, pull-ups. He was hitting threes. Uh, I mean, yeah. Kevin Durant was doing his thing. But, again, like, you know, they obviously didn't have Kyrie because it was a, a, a Nets home game. But <laughs> James Harden, man, get a spine, get a backbone, <laughs> lift a weight, do something, man. Like, he goes into the rims so soft. Like, he's – I don't know what how many games it's going to take for him to realize he's not getting these calls. Like – there's been a, even a couple of the layups he made were just kind of like dead drops off the back of the rim. And it's like, you know, that yeah. he didn't even really expect that to go in. He just kind of was flinging it up. Uh, and he has yeah. you know, the skill to make these tough baskets, but Harden did not look good. And when you're playing a team like the Bucks, you have to, you know, the, the win means a little bit more than just one win in the score column. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a statement. You can tell these guys, you know, we beat you already. It's a morale booster in the locker room. I mean, if I'm the Nets, you know, the only thing you can really hang on now is, you know, the the nets were out or yeah, the nets well, were yeah. out that Kyrie was out uh yeah, so yeah. the nets didn't uh, obviously the, the, you know they were down one of their best players but again he's only played yeah. one game we don't even know how good Kyrie's going to really be for them an entire year as a as a part-time player so uh, I, I mean what was your main takeaway from that game Jordan because again the, the we were saying this uh on Friday's uh pod and, and it looks like yeah the bucks are they keep moving their way up and they're looking like the team to beat in the east right now yeah, man, it was the Bobby Portis game, 25 and 12. Are you kidding me? Nine yep. for 16. Uh, he, he, he really stepped up, uh, you know, in holiday. And obviously they've, they've been missing Lopez the entire year. But, uh, 
um, you know, the absence of those two guys. But yeah, the 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 final score doesn't even tell the whole story. Like they, the the Bucks really put you know put the smackdown uh, on the Nets. It was wasn't really close um, from you know the, basically the whole second half of the game. And uh, you know, it's uh, I I don't want to hear the Nets crying about anything because yeah, they were down Irving, but that was pretty much the only big player they were missing. Obviously, still without uh, um, what's his face Harris. Um, but sure. uh, been out for a while too, though. I mean, it's they, exactly. they, they, it's not like this is a new injury for them to get used to. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the the Bucks are missing Lopez, they're missing Holiday, and they're missing a few of their wings. Like they're missing uh, Connaughton, and they're missing even Divincenzo, and and even uh, what's the Duke boy's name? Uh, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. Um, so you know, Doctor Doctor Gray. Doctor Doctor Gray. Um, you know, kind of haven't kind of evenly matched uh, personnel wise. Um, but you know, Giannis outplayed KD and, you know, Milwaukee just, just outplayed the the Nets in, in almost every facet. And yeah, like James Harden, 16 points, uh, be more aggressive. Like I don't even mind bad shooting too. Bad shooting, pretty bad shooting turnovers. And, you know, he took 15 shots. I don't even care about that. He only got to the free throw line three times. Like go do, do get, get back to your bread and butter. The thing that got you into the conversation for one of the best offensive players ever. Uh, someone who got to the free throw line like 10 plus times almost every game like yeah go go do that you don't even have to it doesn't even have to be skill at this point you just it's kind of about sacrificing your body like you're you're mm-hmm. skilled enough uh you know that that people are going to play you for the drive and you're going to get contact if you actually go in there and, and well, you know use your body and, and you do what you've done before but he, he does it so nonchalantly it. there's no yeah, sense so of urgency slow. like he he's needs so to you know slow. like you can like i'm not saying flop but like if you're really if yeah. you really want to go to the rim strong and finish like and try and get a bucket there's yeah, gonna be like, contact you're your be abs and go in there yeah, yeah like like if you come as hard as you can at the at the rim it's very unlikely that the nothing is going to be called you know maybe no. you'll get, you can get called for charging or something uh, but you gotta, but you gotta go, and you gotta seek out the contact, and you gotta, yes, you gotta make, yeah. make the official blow the whistle. You gotta get in there. Yeah, he's but just, he, he, he like slows down. Like he takes the foot off I the know. pass once he gets to the rim, and then just tries to wait for someone to touch him, and then he puts the floater up, and it's like, okay, well, man, they, they, they you're the reason they're not letting this happen anymore. Like you, more than anyone, should adjust their game. And I, I really, really, really am glad that Drew Holiday wasn't there because he would have embarrassed <laughs> him probably. I mean, would have had two points maybe. Like. So, again and we were talking about the heat as well like i don't think that this nets team would do well against them either at this point no, like kevin no. durant was phenomenal again he had he had another classic a near triple double every, just under every 30 game points. he's every game yeah. he's great which doesn't actually make me feel better for the nets because no. it's like even when he plays incredible they can still lose and they're losing like again i don't want to overreact uh they're still i believe they're second i think the bulls are still in first but they're yeah. second in the eastern conference they've been in first place most of this time even with all their struggles but like you, you've got Kevin Durant, who's always on. You have James Harden, who is so inconsistent that, you know, it's, it's maddening. We have to talk about him almost every podcast. But then you, it shows how much they need Kyrie again because their third best offensive player probably throughout this whole thing, sometimes their second best, especially when uh, KD was out, was Patty Mills, only had mm-hmm. three points uh, in this game. Like, he, he only sh- he shot one for eight, one for six from three. Like, you can't be relying on Patty Mills that much. Like it's, yep. it's not a good, it's a recipe for disaster. If uh, he's, he's your kind of third guy that you want. Um, and they had all these signings. Everyone was freaking out about, um, you know, uh, LaMarcus Taldridge and, you know, all these kind of old names, uh, kind of former all-stars that, uh, you know, are uh, at this point, let's be honest, are kind of doing a bit of ring chasing um, and who just are kind of shells of the, their former selves. Like 
Blake Griffin has he didn't even play this game. He's basically Doesn't falling out of the rotation because he he yeah. can't hit a goddamn shot. Yeah, he can't do anything to really affect winning. Um, old and names then, and old frames, man. They can't. They're well, not. And Paul Millsap, but people were freaking yeah. out about Paul Millsap a little bit. He hasn't even been in the rotation. Then they've got all these guys. You know, they're they're counting on James Johnson, who you know I love James Johnson. God bless his soul. He's he's <laughs> an awesome guy. I met his barber in Montreal randomly one time. <sighs> the guy who cut his hair. Uh, I don't know how that happened. You know, he, famous. Uh, you know, all, one of the all time, one of my all time favorite Raptors. But if you're relying on him as a big minutes guy on a, a team that's supposed to be the championship favorite, like it, it's it's the Nets depth really scares me. Um, and like yeah. we talked about last pod, you need if I'm gonna be confident about them as like your like a lot of people, it was their their championships or at the very least their final pit, finals pick. Um, you know, you need their your your three guys uh, to be great and. Uh, like I've said many times, I thought it was enough with, uh, you know, Durant and Harden, but they're not even working together. Durant's doing his thing. Harden's too inconsistent. They need Harden, Durant, and Kyrie all doing well, if I'm going to think these guys are going to, you know, get all the way through the East um, and beat the Bucks or the Heat uh, uh, or even the Bulls. Uh, you know, yeah. there's, there's too many good other teams out there. And, uh, you know, they need Kyrie. And ideally as a full-time player, I don't know when that's going to happen or if that can ever happen, but only uh, if uh, uh, New York state law changes. I don't think that guy's sure. getting vaccinated. No, no, God, no. Um, and so again, we'll, we'll see, but uh, the, the outlook for outlook for the nets is it, it's not panic time. It's not looking that bleak because, you know, obviously yep. the last time we talked about them was Kyrie coming back. He played well, they got the win, yada, yada, yada. But, and I guess uh, they're still top of the East. Like, I mean, they're right yeah, up I know. there. It's not like it, they're, it's, it's not like the Lakers where their depth well, is exactly. like in the almost outside of the playoffs, but yeah, it's, it could be worse for sure. Could definitely it, be it, worse. It, it could, but you know, it's just, it's, it's hard to be super optimistic about them uh, mm-hmm. when, when, when they look like this sometimes. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, it's going to be hard to count them out until I actually see it because uh, as, as bad as Kevin Durant or not Kevin Durant, uh, James Harden's playoff resume is mm-hmm. uh, kind of a lot of questionable performances. Like I still think he has that extra gear to get to. I just don't know when he's going to reach it, you know, uh, and, and sort of if it's going to be in time for these nets, because um, if, if they get to the playoffs, Kyrie's only playing half the fucking games and James Harden's doing this, uh, yeah. the, the hell yeah, the, the, the bucks are going to beat them. I think even, uh, the heat would beat them. Even the bulls would beat them because Kevin Durant can't yeah. do it all by himself. Like, uh, he, if, if it's, if it's going to be like this, the nets are in trouble. We're just, you know, we're all still waiting for that fully realized offensive monster. Um, and we'll see when it comes, but, uh, you know, game like this doesn't look good on you know on the kind of nets resume so far this season yeah and, and again it's not like they're going to be getting much help uh moving forward no. like uh, i mean there's not anyone on the because again every single free agent that there are there's ever been has been picked up essentially at this point unless they want to really yeah. go deep and they want to go get dirk or something i mean yeah. i know jason kidd <laughs> kind of threw the the 10 day offer at him there it is a yeah, yeah. Tribute night but yeah i just don't like they, they don't have the assets. They don't have the, the contracts to make the money work. Nothing. They, this is pretty much the roster they're going to be rocking with. And if yeah. Joe Harris is kind of a guy that you're like desperately needing back. Yeah. That's not a good situation. Like, yeah, sure. He's a fan. He, well, he was a great shooter. I mean, he, even when he, before he got hurt, he was kind of having a bad year. Oh, uh, in the playoffs, he shot like absolute yeah. ass. So I, I'm not sure that this is a, like as much as like, again, Kevin Durant could go off and have a legendary playoff run. And I would not be shocked if the Nets could still get to the no. NBA finals. Uh, like yeah. it, that's hundred percent still in play, but for a team that, you know, has this much hype and it has this much talent on it and history within, uh, I, I, you have to 
have them held accountable and you have to have the scrutiny on them. Uh, otherwise yeah. you're just kind of being, you know, you're avoiding what the, the major issue is with this. So, I mean, not every super team gets there and it's been kind of proven. And <laughs> that's, that's kind of what we get. We were saying with the heat uh, depth is important. And I think yeah. that a lot of teams this year are kind of realizing that again, uh, yeah. again, not every super team you're going to mesh. Well, I, 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 I really do think that Harden's just become complicit. The fact that Durant can lead the team and he doesn't know how to take that step back. If he's not the number one guy, he's just kind of playing like it's practice or, uh, you know, yeah. he's, he's going 50%. So uh, again, yeah, I, again, maybe I'm being a dick about this. Maybe you know, I'm pissing a lot of, uh, you know, Nets fans off. And if I am, you know, at Matt Acorn 13, tell me how I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> but, you know, James Harden's got to find a way to, you know, make his, uh, make his way back to the, the, the fear of the beard level of James Harden, the MVP, James Harden. Uh, you know, I feel yeah. like I'm going to bust out into uh, the old Kanye rap. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> well, I, I, we need to see something from them uh, other than Kevin Durant uh, doing it all. I mean, Claxton's, trying out there i mean he doesn't have much yeah. in his bag uh it's not like he's gonna get any touches anyways uh but yeah the, these old veteran guys they're they're definitely you know hoping that the playoffs come sooner than later and they can uh you know get them get the ice packs out and then just give it their all to try and get one more ring uh which i you yeah. know could, could also happen as well so uh the nets something to watch the bucks wow what a team uh <laughs> Looking like yeah. they, they could definitely go back to back this year. A scary, scary team uh, with, with Giannis at the helm there. Um, but yeah. to move on, finishing up the uh, uh, the show today, the the Dallas Mavericks, uh, as we're recording this again uh, Sunday night, uh, coming away with a big win over the Chicago Bulls, ending their long, long win streak, extending the Mavericks win streak. Uh, Luka Doncic with the uh, the 22-point triple-double. Uh, again, kind of playing uh, how if I mean if they were doing a little bit better, you know, still in that MVP level almost. But uh, they're the Mavericks are really rising up the ranks. Kind of a similar uh, story almost to how the uh, the John Morant led uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Yep, we're we're, we're going lately. Uh, you know, rising right up. I believe as it currently sits, they're fifth in the West, uh, it, it, and I don't think that they're really going to stop. I think they might keep going, but. Uh, this, this win streak has really been because of Luca coming back, but weirdly enough, Jordan, as we were talking uh, before the show started, this all starts when Kristaps goes off. So it's yeah, looking yeah. like without Kristaps, they're better with just Luca. So, I mean, yeah. I, I want to get your take. Like, do you think that this is something that is kind of almost definite proof that, you know, they need to make a move to get rid of Porzingis? Cause I mean, when Porzingis and Luca were both healthy, they were doing worse. Yeah. It, it's weird. I don't, I don't know how to feel like I, I think, what you want is to sort of be able to take both of their best selves and merge them together. Like mm -hmm. for whatever reason, we've talked about this before. We, we thought like, uh, again, I, I, I maybe it was naive of me, but I thought, you know, th the first ever team that, at least that I can remember of two kind of like Eastern European, like guys being your two best players um, on a team, like, like two guys with uh, you know, a, a lot of skill and a lot of you would think complementary skills um, I thought it was going to be awesome and chemistry would be like the least of their worries. Yeah. Like I, th I thought they'd want to, you know, love playing with each other, but you know, it's been clear that that's not really been the case. Like Kristaps has felt like, um, you know, going last year and even before that he he's felt kind of uh, like playing a backseat role to Luca. And Which if you don't realize like... you're playing on the same team as Luca, well, I know it's stupid. like, what do you uh, again, think? I'm like, yeah, it, well, exactly. I'm like, anyone else in the league would be too, Kristaps. Like, don't take it so personally, man. Like, you're you're getting paid out the wazoo, probably more than you ever yeah. deserve to be paid. Yeah. Um, you're going to be set for life. You're, you're on a team, a good young team that's up and coming. Like, just be happy. Um, and, you know, it's 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 been hard to get him there. But, 
then again, you know, you look at the Mavs and the sort of stats uh, that they've, they've put up as a team when Luca has been out, Chris Stapps has played really well. He's had really monster mm-hmm. kind of scoring games. Um, him and Jalen Brunson have a good connection, kind of good chemistry when they play together, especially without Luca. And they actually were able to win some games. They weren't doing that well. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they kind of stayed afloat uh, for the most part. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot, lot of moving parts in Dallas right now. Um, you know, everyone's still getting used to the Jason Kidd system, um, getting, getting used to the Dorian Finney-Smith post-ups uh, that should never, never be happening, but never. there are no. anyway. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's my issue that I've brought up a bunch of times. You know, does Jalen Brunson, does his value kind of decrease when he's playing next to Luka? Um, like, he, he's having a really good season, but he, all of his good games come when Luka is out or kind of off. Um, and I wish there was a way, you know, I, I'm sure Mavericks fans wish there was a way to kind of synergize all that kind of good production and get it all going at the same time. Um, and, you know, you see that in other places. That's, that's uh, you know, one of the toughest things to do uh, as a team. But, you know, I, I see the kind of potential there. And you're right, they're, they're playing, they're, they're doing great. Yeah. You know, they won six in a row. They're, they're still kind of hovering behind the, the Grizzlies. But I think, you know, things break, break right for them. They can be that team. Um, that maybe overtakes the Grizzlies and gets that uh, last, um, you know, home court playoff spot, you know, behind the, the three heavyweights in the West, the Suns, the Warriors, and the Jazz, who I think are going to end up, end the season with, with the top three seeds um, in whatever order that shakes out in. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the West is pretty wide open. And this is why I thought, you know, with a team led by Luca, such a, such a, you know, special talent um, that, you know, even though they, they haven't had a great season, it hasn't been perfect by any means. They don't look like really, uh, you know, in all honesty, contenders right now, no, things no, can kind no, of break no. right thing. Things can kind of break right. And, you know, they, they can eke out if they get a better matchup, all they have to do is just avoid the Clippers. And then I think they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they get a better matchup in the first round, you know, maybe can get into, you know, uh, a really competitive series in the second round and can maybe be that kind of dark horse team that can make it deeper in the playoffs than we all expected. I, I still think that the Mavs can be that team, but they, they've just got to synergize all this good stuff and make it happen at once because, um, yeah, it, it just seems like when Luca's playing well, Chris Stapps isn't. When Chris Stapps and Brunson are, Luca's out or isn't playing well, and, you know, you've, you've got all the things. So Jason Kidd's got his hands full. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it, but, um, it, you know, uh, this, this win streak and them kind of turning things around it, it does kind of make me more optimistic about them again, but mm-hmm. I mean, next week they could, you know, Chris Stapps can come back and they could freaking lose three games in a row. I, I really, they're one of these teams um, right now that I have no idea what to expect from them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I see the potential, but I, I don't know how far they can take it. So we'll see, but you know, it, it's trending in the right direction right now. And the West is um, not that it's up for grabs, you know, because you, you, I, I think, like I said, we know who the top three seeds are, but all the way through that middle of the pack, um, you, you've got kind of, it's open season. Uh, you have mm-hmm. no idea how it's going to shake out there. And, uh, you know, the, if the Mavs, uh, can kind of pull, kind of pull that energy together, like the Grizzlies have done recently and say, okay, fuck it. Maybe this is our year to actually go make some noise. Then yeah. maybe they can do it, but it, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be all it's, it's gotta be kind of the, the chemistry that needs to, to bring all these guys together. I, I feel like that's what they're lacking. Kind of, kind of like how I feel about the Celtics. Like something's just not quite right. But, you know, you tweak the right thing and maybe it's there. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. They're, they're doing well right now, though. Jordan, I'm look, looking into my crystal ball here. Oh, he's doing it. Here we I'm go. Sensing something here. Oh, ooh, oh no. It's it's Kristaps. He's back. He's playing. Oh. And the Mavericks are losing again. Oh, God. Kristaps no. is putting up empty-ass stats on horrible <laughs> shooting percentages. He's refusing to post up six-foot-five shooting guards when he's given the mismatch. It's it looks like... Things are disgruntled. Luca and him are beefing. 
Jalen Brunson still not having any. Wait, wait, what's results. Isaiah Thomas doing? What's Isaiah Thomas doing? Come on, uh, tell me I don't even know if he's with the Mavericks anymore. Oh, tell that anymore. I, I don't know if that's even a thing still. Uh, but I, I honestly, you know, it, it's looking like I, I think the way it's going to end up going is Porzingis is going to get traded for sure. Brunson probably going to be traded, maybe even in the same trade. Indiana, Miles Turner, and Malcolm Brogdon make the money work. Who knows? That could be a crazy trade. Um, That'd be pretty epic. I, I, I would, I would love that for the Mavs. I honestly. I honestly, when I look into this crystal ball of mine, Jordan, that shoots at ninety nine point nine nine percent accuracy. Uh, so there's always room for really? failure. But yeah, I yeah, see yeah. Brunson going on to be like a a, a a huge starting caliber point guard. Uh, like he's, not he's an like all star. He's like Fred VanVleet, man. He's I tell yeah. you, he's he's the same kind of type of player. But he's he's gonna be one of the best players on a winning team, and I really do think that he's gonna have an amazing career somewhere other than Dallas. Because yeah. <laughs> he just needs to have the ball. He's an old school playmaker. He plays great defense, and yeah. then he's able to you know orchestrate for his team. Like he's not a ball hog by any means. When I say he needs the ball in his hands, uh, like he just needs to have it so he can you know get everyone going, move the block around, and like you know when you have Luca, who's kind of plays the same way, but he calls his own number just as much as he calls uh you know his teammates over. And Brunson yeah. isn't exactly you know an off ball scorer by any means, nor is he an ISO scorer. He's a, as I said, yeah, he's a yeah. playmaker. He can make a couple open shots here and there. He can cut to the rim hard off an off ball screen and whatnot, but he's not a, a dynamic offensive player. I wouldn't say when it comes to actually scoring the ball. So yeah. I think that if you can get him with a guy who's a dynamic off ball scorer, that's what you yeah. need. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, hell, even like you get him with like, and I don't know why this is the first guy that comes into my mind, like a Brandon Ingram, just someone who can kind of come up, yeah. catch and shoot, you know, and get to the rim. Like, I think uh, that that's kind of, you know, Devonte Graham tries his best to be that kind of a playmaker, but I think he's more of a, a little bit of a slasher himself. I mean, even, uh, you know, if he got sent to the Pelicans for some kind of a weird deal, you know, that, that could be good. I mean, him and Zion Imagine when he's healthy would be uh, a perfect pick and roll. Hell yeah. Imagine Brunson on, on the Knicks somehow, if they routed that, sure. like made, made the contract, like he I think he would be great. The Knicks are in, you know, need of a point guard. Um, you know, if, if they do ultimately decide they want to move off, you know, Kemba. Uh, although, you know, obviously we, we, you know, we, we talked about him playing a lot better, but yeah, there, I think there's a lot of good fits for him. I think, uh, I think Kemba exactly would saying. actually make sense. Well, yeah, it, it might, it might. Obviously I want someone who can play defense next to Luca, but still it'd be nice to have another kind of dynamic mm. ball handler uh, next to him who could score a little bit off the ball a little bit more. Send I think Christoph's Jalen Brunson back to the Knicks and watch the world crumble. Oh, God. God. Yeah, yeah, the uh, uh, Chris Stapps and Julius Randle front court would be uh, incredible, man. <laughs> the reunion but, tour would uh, be sweet. And maybe, maybe he'd actually, you know, be good again. That'd be nice. Yeah. Or That'd even, you know, okay, imagine Jalen Brunson on the, the Celtics, how much they would love having like sure. a classic point guard who could actually set set those guys up. And again, I like, I've been Marcus saying Smart, like, right? Well, yeah. Oh, well, honestly, Marcus Smart and Luca would be a, a really good uh, backcourt, I think, because you'd have the yeah. you know, off-ball shooting of Marcus Smart, who's getting better at that year after year, and the just lockdown defense that would really make sense next to Luca. So I don't know if, if if I was one of the you know the, the Mavs and Celtics, I'd be trying to work out something like that because I think you're absolutely right, Jalen Brunson. You know, he, he's a great player. I've always been a fan of his game. A real winner. I think he won two yeah. at Villanova. I believe uh, when so. he was there, two national championships, big part of both those teams. And um, I, yeah, I, I think he would just be great somewhere else. And you know, the Mavs would get a good return for him. And uh, you know, you, you just get somebody else uh, who plays, you know, slightly more, uh, you know, a different style that's more conducive right. with uh, the way Luca does things. I, I think that'd be great. Well, keep an eye on the Mavericks. I mean, they're they're one of the hottest teams in the league. And uh, you know, with with Luca, I mean. 
even if they're losing, I mean, it's not you can't hate watching Luca. I mean, one of the most no, entertaining no. guys in the league. We'll see what they do. Maybe Brunson will stick around. Maybe Porzingis will stick around. Maybe neither of them will. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Only time will tell. Uh, but the Mavericks are going to have to make a decision soon. Uh, trade deadline slowly creeping its way around the corner, everybody. Uh, yeah. So keep keep your eyes open for any big trades. Maybe we'll uh, we'll be back with more uh, trade talks coming up. Uh, and just to give you guys a teaser again. We, we, on Friday's episode, we previewed, uh, we talked about the, uh, the, our reactions to the first returns for the all-star ballots, uh, in a couple of weeks from now, uh, we're going to have another special Wednesday episode, uh, and we're going to mm-hmm. be releasing our starting five and maybe even reserves if, uh, if we're feeling frisky, uh, for the all-star game this year. I'm feeling frisky. I'm telling you oh, right yeah. now. I know it. Yep. So, uh, you know, be on the lookout for that. We'll tell you who uh, we think should be in that all-star situation, Wiggins. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it, it'll be a great episode. Uh, so Miles Turner. But yeah, in the, in the meantime, everybody, uh, be sure to follow us on our socials at big dog ball talk. Uh, you know, we're, uh, we're still growing, but, uh, all your support, uh, it means a lot to us. So if you can share us on your social media or just, you know, uh, the good old fashioned spread the word by mouth, uh, it's always appreciated as uh, we keep <laughs> on growing. Uh, but, uh, as, uh, my friend Jordan always says, thank you from big dog ball talk. And here he is. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, Matt. Uh, yeah, I, like I always say, um, yeah, save your money. Save the guac. Save it. Uh, save that guac. little Nicky song. He says it. I want the cheeseburger with the cheese on the side. <laughs> yes. I, I want my chips with the dip. That's, yep. uh, Drake said that. I, I still don't know what that means. Um, my chip but with the dip. Chip with the dip. Yeah, Sometimes it's like you say something. I mean, it kind of goes along with all you're saying. As long as you say them confidently, people will yeah, you're right. get it. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you can kind of take you take save your money to mean whatever you want it to mean. It could be about money. I don't care. Count your um, chickens. Count your chickens. What did what did uh, who, who said something about chickens? What did Marshawn Lynch say about chickens and mental? Yeah, it was uh, yeah. Take care of your chi- take care of your chicken. Take care of your mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll steal that one. One of these next two weeks. Uh, I like that one. There you go. Uh, and I've been and saying also- that for, for for high school since high school. I've been saying that. That's where yeah. I stole that. Have you seen the video of when he goes to the UK? It's some random. Town. Oh, he goes to he goes to uh, Houston, Scotland, because <laughs> the Super Bowl was in Houston that year, and he starts going yeah. on, and the guy comes over the kill. Hey, why you got one of them things on? And, then, and, and I was gonna say, for anyone, yeah, for anyone hasn't seen that, look that up. He just like with Skittles, he's riding around on a bike or whatever. Uh, you also yeah, gotta check yeah. out when he was a rookie uh, in Buffalo, uh, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he goes to an Applebee's and he's like, uh, you know, I I always have a hard time deciding, uh, you know, what I like more between the ambiance and the decor. Uh, and then they say he spends all his rookie bonus on uh, ski balls. It's good for the Buffalo economy. Uh, oh my God! But uh, yeah. We love you, my son.